Real Fun DC. So good you'll eat it up. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Hey everybody, welcome to the new edition of Industry Night on Real Fun DC with me, Nikki Nellis. Thanks so much for joining me. For those of you uh, those of you joining us for the very first time, uh, I'm Nikki Nellis. I do the listareyouonit.com, the online e-zine that goes out to over 40,000 subscribers. We've been around for almost 18 years, and we cover everything going on in the D.C. metro area. And yes, I know we're in the middle of COVID, but there is still so much going on. You may also hear me every Sunday with my husband, David, on Foodie and the Beast. We just celebrated our 12 years uh, anniversary on air. Um, it's a, the only food and wine variety show still happening in the DC metro area. And I'm on WTOP. And if you wanna know what's happening for Turkey Day, it's coming up. You're gonna hear everything about where to eat or how to bring it in on WTOP, the list are you on it.com. And of course you should follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But let's get into today. A cocktail a day keeps the doctor away. Am I right? Okay, maybe that's not the actual <laughs> proverb, but DC Cocktail Week returns next week. That's the 16th through the 22nd. And I'm just saying, given the last couple of weeks, this mama can totally use a cocktail or two or three. So more than 75 restaurants across the DC metro area have their chefs and mixologists. Everybody's collaborating in the form of cocktails paired with small plates. Now, this is not our first rodeo with DC Cocktail Week. Uh, RAMW has done this in years past, but as I said earlier, we're in COVID, which is why I'm recording a show in my bedroom and not in a glorious studio. Um, so how is it gonna go this year? Well, most items are gonna be available indoor, outdoor, takeout, delivery, curbside pickup, and some restaurants, have cocktail kits to go as well. There's also gonna be a huge line of virtual events that you can participate in. So cocktail fans, listen up, because we have some amazing guests who are gonna tell you how you're drinking to get through this week. First up, an old friend who I adore, Dwayne Silvestri of the Campari Group. He's with the DC Bartenders Guild. He's the Rammy's Beverage Chair. And he's the host of the RMW DC Cocktail Week virtual event on Monday night. We're going to get into him to just a minute. Also joining us, and I'm hoping to God I don't screw up his last name, is Ken John Josh Kunkel. Did I get it? You got it right. You got it right. Um, he is Director of Operations for Street Guys Hospitality. You know them as the Super Chic Ambar, Baba, Buena Vida Social Club, and TTT. Daniel Kramer, a return guest. He's the managing partner at Duke's Grocery, Duke's Counter, and Goji Yogi. And they also have a pho pop-up. We're going to be hearing all of that. And Miguel Maruyama. Did I say that right? Yay. Oh, my God. I'm two for two. Pisco Inazca, he's the bar manager there. They're doing lots of fun things for DC Cocktail Week, and we're going to get into that in just a sec. So first, I bring in Dwayne. Hello, my love. How are you? 
Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Nikki. 12 yeah. years with the Beast? Oh, my God. Congratulations. No, 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 no. no, my darling. I have been married for almost 25 years. I was a child bride. Um, but our show has been on for 12 years. Congrats. And you were an infant bride for sure. Because yeah. I'm looking at it. And anyway, that's still amazing. I think my first appearance with you guys was at least 11 years ago. Uh, yes, yeah, were, yeah. You were at the Four Seasons. Once upon a time. Once, Once upon, upon a time. time. So tell me, dear, as the ambassador for the Campari Group, how what does that look like well, during COVID? Well, luckily, I am local to DC. They, my title is more of a specialist here in the region uh, with those beautiful brands behind me. But COVID has changed. COVID has changed a lot as for, for everyone and the way that we do business, the way that we interact, the way that we engage. Um, for me personally, it's taken me, I'm spending more times and learning a new aspect of the business in the off-premise um, while still trying to engage and support all of all of our on-premise friends. And it's a, gosh, you, you went straight for the jugular with this. I, it's, it's for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because you're out there when you want to support your friends and I, in unofficial capacity, other than we're on the radio or wherever we are, um, our job is to go out and help promote these brands. And my job is to build, is brand building within the community. But at this point, it's really turned into more of a community building or community support. What I need to sell isn't as important as my friends needing to be open, you know? So conversations have changed and it's it's still, how can I help? And it's less of a, how can, before it's like, how can I help? Let's do something together. Well, right now, let, I want to support what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I want you to be able to, when I'm going out to, I, I used to go out and talk to beverage managers and, and stuff. Now I'm out, when I'm out, I'm talking to owners because beverage managers have been, are at home, you know, or, or they're working shift jobs. So it's, the owners are, are in and, and people are fighting, fighting for, for every dollar, every opportunity. God bless the weather that's given us the opportunity to, to have this extended, this Indian summer, the, the year that we need it the most. Mm -hmm. um, God bless the, the, the government that's making the provisions and the allowances for, for outdoor dining. God bless RAMW for getting uh, cocktails to, to go cocktails approved and hopefully that, that sticks around. That was an amazing feat because that, you know, if we go back to like March and April, that kind of stuff with cocktails and wine and beer happened really fast. And I, I, I mean, I applaud all those involved in those efforts because that was, that was really necessary for a large swath of the restaurant industry in order to remain successful or heads above, you know, above water. Yeah, I, I get to at least give them a chance. And I applaud, I applaud the D.C. government. They acted quickly. We were one of the first in the country. Um, we were certainly an early adopter with that, that type of programming. Um, of course, being on the brand side and, and involved in the community, I applaud the, 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 command, the community, the, the local ambassadors, the liquor distributors. Everyone's been on board with, okay, yeah, we the liquor companies got rid of goals. They said, okay, let's get out here. What, what does the community need? Um, there was some quick turnaround with, with support and just being in the community. So being on that part of it, on that uh, 
I mean, Campari has this has always been this Campari community type of thing where we get involved with day of service and these types of things, which all it's everything's just taken on a new meaning, you know, new meaning. It's not about for people in who are not in the restaurant industry. I don't know if they know what that means. You know, like in my head, I think of Dwayne, like with little wings on his back, dropping off Campari at everybody. Do you know what I mean? So like, what does that mean now for you as you're assisting those in the community? You know, what is your, what is your profile look like? And how does, how do you, assist those who are doing these cocktail kits and, and things of that nature. The, the most important thing that we can do right now is listen and, and what can we do and operate within the law still mm -hmm. to, to support. So sometimes it's, it's logistics or, or lend, whatever's needed, even the conversation of getting into what's available, you know, so everyone has different needs. Everyone needs, sometimes direction in how to print a file, how to, where to source bags from. Um, even some are reaching out, what's the best available deal? Where, where can we get and how can we source the best available product right now? Um, and sometimes it's my brand and sometimes it's not. Uh, how can we support local? How can we get involved? Who's doing what? How can we bring the community together from who's doing to go and who's just doing drinks and can we bring them together, supporting these pop-ups, getting the word out, using my small platform on Instagram to promote everything that everyone is doing, just trying to see, I mean, it's really, we really have to pull together as a, a local community here and to see what our activist groups, REMW, local uh, DCRA, um, Nikki Nellis, everyone pushing him. I mean, Jose Andre, everyone that's pushing towards something. It's bigger than just the craft community or the, the fancy restaurants that we get to engage in. I mean, it's the greater community that, that that's hurting and feeling this and seeing people and listening to people and, and trying to get people to go out while trying to keep people safe. I, it's a conundrum, right? It's really, you know, listen, I, you and I have known each other a really long time. I mean, my whole job is being out and about. It's being out, it's tasting, it's eating, it's talking. I mean, that's that's my job and it's really, hard right now especially today like after this week like last week i felt very different how i felt monday is totally different than how i feel today right like every day it changes and every day there's new information and making a decision that's healthy for you and you want to make sure the employees are healthy and you want to keep your family healthy i mean everything about it is it's it's an imperfect structure and there's every no week's answer. full of every week i experience every possible emotion right um, but you know, kudos to the guys that are, that are out there and still making their experiences available. I mean, blown away at the quality of yeah. to go items available from the restaurant tours. I mean, the, within the second week of to go, I mean, there was a new standard for, for carry out containers. People are still presenting and trying to deliver their experience in an at home format. And then some have reinvented and all right, now we have a new experience for you. So if you're available and you can go out, you can get a completely new experience in DC dining from your, from your, your favorite places or people you haven't been to as yet. Restaurants right. are opening. So I'm encouraged. I, I love to see that we still have growth. Well, there are still new opportunities. We can't call it growth because we're losing so many. Right. But well, so tell me about DC Cocktail Week and how that, how you're involved and why, 
And why now? I mean, listen, RAMW is always looking at ways to engage uh, the general public of the DC metro area along with uh, its restaurant members. So why, why do this? What about the virtual events? Tell me what you're doing. Uh, me, well, I think this, me and Peter are doing, uh, Peter, uh, Chef Peter, Prime of Peter Kane. Prime from Kane are- Wait, By the way, if I can interrupt, if you're going to think about doing takeout, order his deep fried fish, it holds up and it is delicious. <laughs> that Escovich is one of the best. And he, um, he's got a rum punch over there that uh, I'm not gonna say it's better than mine, but we should get some general opinion, mm -hmm. go head to head. I feel uh, like gauntlet thrown. I feel a competition coming on. <laughs> maybe we maybe we do it together. A, a pop up, a, what, what, a co op or a collab is what they're calling them these days. Yes, a collab. Tons of stuff from from non alcoholics towards the end of the week. We got activism. Uh, Chef Paula is coming up this week. Uh, she is probably if you haven't had any of Chef P's desserts, get over to Maidan Compass Rose now. Mm -hmm. She's and 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 take it home. And and she is just incredible on the plate but what she's doing in the greater community I, I i can't wait to hear that spotlight i'm a real get... social activist if you've been living under a rock then you don't know uh paula she works at maidan and uh she's behind bakers against racism um she has really become a driving force of, of community networking uh through um and diversity throughout the uh kitchens in this uh, city. Uh, she's been amazing. She's her and AJ. I mean, like, AJ, oh my God. Doing incredible work. All right, listen, Jude, I got a minute left with you and I know you got to go. So very quickly, tell people what you're doing Monday night, where they can find it, how they can access it and how they can follow you on Instagram. Uh, Instagram at DC Elixir Mixer. Are we running this before Monday night? Because... <laughs> We're actually running it on Tuesday, but I'm going to do a tweet about it. Don't worry about it. Awesome, because I would have I don't have the link, so we can you can put that in. The um, <laughs> all right, it's so good to see you. Be safe, be well, and I hope to see you soon. You guys are awesome. Okay. Keep doing all the wonderful things that you guys are doing. I'm talking to the guys that are following on the show. Everyone that's listening, get out and enjoy DC to the best that you can. Stay as safe as you possibly can. And we'll see you on the other side. Love to all. Hi, Can. So next up, we're talking to Can John Josh Kunkel. Um, that is, um, it's not spelled like that, but I have managed to say it. Um, he's the director of operation with Street Guys Hospitality, and these guys are a real force in the DC metro area. They build such beautiful, beautiful properties, Ambar, um, both in Capitol Hill and then over on the Virginia side, Baba, the Buena Vida Social Club over in Silver Spring is just beautiful. So hi, Khan. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing, because you have these massively gorgeous properties. How do you make them COVID friendly at this time? Um, we are a little bit on the lucky side as we have a larger footprint in the DMV area and uh, having these larger properties, um, it doesn't really help uh, to have it large, but having the maximum capacities and then having them reduced by 50%, now some of them at 25% is actually keeping our business um, up and running. 
mm-hmm. so far. And I believe so far we're doing okay to get um, the, all the expectations uh, answered. Well, so let me ask a question, because Montgomery County did just bring it down to 25%. Correct. For people not in the industry, you know, I, I mean, listen, we we all work in this industry. We all know what those numbers look like. But, you know, people who just love restaurants or, you know, go out to eat, they don't understand what that looks like. Can you sort of sort of say what your restaurant would be full? What are the numbers if your restaurant was full versus now at 25%? So that I well, think the number is important. Right. Simply putting the Silver Spring location, um, it was 260 was the maximum capacity. Now it's down to 65. So it's big, big, big variance between two. Mm-hmm. It is. And how does, how did takeaway, did you guys already have a takeaway program or did you have to yes. that? You already had we, Yes, we already, then we were not allowed uh, to uh, bring in, our guests, uh, we at all, all of our locations, we had started a uh, the takeout program. That uh, it's more like a a at home experience, which little larger plates of pound meats and a bunch of sides, desserts and wines and cocktails included. But I would think that like for Ambar, when I think of the food at Ambar, I love the food at Ambar. When I think of the food there. I don't think about it in a to-go, you know, like the open-faced sandwiches, and um, yeah. I can't pronounce any of the words there. I'm not going to pretend that I can, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So how were you able to translate that experience at Ambar to an at-home experience? We, our approach was actually to have people, because a lot of people were not able to even get out. So our approach was to giving them bulk foods, like one pound, two pounds of Oop, we're frozen. I'm frozen. We had a little, we had a little hiccup there. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, yes, I will, I will start from the top. So since uh, from the first days, we were thinking our guest, safe, guest safety and uh, we prepared a program that, um, that offers a pound of protein, three, four sides, bunch of salads, um, a, a couple pounds of desserts, uh, that will uh, help people stay safe in their home and then enjoy that same food uh, maybe two or three or four days um, long. And then were you able to bring things outside? You are, aside from Capitol Hill, you're in the suburbs. So did you have more room? Uh, yes, yes, we did. We did actually. We were able to... Um, uh, close out our parking lot in Ambar Clarendon and then reach very close to our pre-COVID capacity. Isn't that amazing? Like yes. everybody gets so creative. It's so exciting. So we're in DC Cocktail Week. You guys are in it. All your properties are participating. Tell us how you worked with everybody in the different locations to create different offerings and what you're doing. Okay, uh, for the cocktail week specifically for TTT Clarendon, uh, we will be pushing our popular Taco Tuesday deal throughout the cocktail week, uh, which is uh, our dine-in or takeout diners will get to pick four tacos with uh, their choice. Uh, and one of our four margaritas it can be classic strawberry mango or spicy cucumber jalapeno margarita. Um, 
also one um, the Ambar location since the pandemic hit we have been collaborating with our Baba concept which is the cocktail bar uh, on the lower level uh, at uh, 2901 Wilson Boulevard and then it, our cocktail bar, ten, uh, bar team uh, at Baba is offering a very significant uh, variety of cocktails in uh, in to-go containers that serves uh, two to three people uh, and Ambar Clendon is participating Participating an offer for takeout diners only, and which is actually assembling uh, with the uh, with our takeout program, which we have a pound of protein uh, and a choice of vegetable of salad and a cocktail to go program. Um, for the Ambar Capitol Hill location, we had picked a seasonal cocktail, which is the Quince Up, uh, prepared with. Queen's Rakia, fresh apple and pear juice mix, and rhubarb bitters, uh, mainly. Can we go back a little bit? Now, I am yes. familiar with Rakia, but that's not a common uh, liquor. So can you, yes. for people who have never tried it, um, what I do love about these like cocktails to go, it's a real opportunity to maybe try something that you wouldn't order right. when you're in there. So tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about Rakia. Rakia is a traditional Serbian um, the liquor. Uh, it's it's the fermented first and then distilled afterwards uh, with freshly picked, a mixture of freshly picked and some dried fruits, uh, mm -hmm. mostly plum, and then it can also be infused with other uh, fruits like quince, apple, pear. Uh, it, it's very delightful to drink, and it's uh, if you drink Rakia, it can also be drank before or during the meal uh as an aperitif yeah it's strong it is it is strong <laughs> you can also run your car but that's another that's a total other episode yes 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 uh so okay so you have uh that one at the ambar with the rocky the quince rakia and then what are you yes. pairing with it what kind of food are you pairing with that one uh cheese pie we are our traditional cheese pie that uh our chef was luckily um obtained the recipe from his mother. Mm -hmm. That sounds delicious. And so now moving forward, what are you guys uh, hoping to do like in winter? What's the, what's the plan moving forward? Like, did you have to set up a ton of stuff outside? How did you all work it out? Um, overall, uh, we are simply expanding further with the winterization. <laughs> we have been uh, building structures ourselves. We're trying to expand our limits and then try to keep those areas also warm too. So getting a bunch of warmers, large ones, small ones, and try to enclose the areas fully uh, so the winter's effect doesn't really uh, hit hard. But we are also utilizing, which Baba is not active at the time, but for example, for Ambar Clarendon, uh, once we hit our capacity, we are activating the Baba's dining room and then pushing our guests uh, to their whoever like to dine in uh, on the lower level. We are also pushing uh, our reservations down to, to Baba. Got it. Okay, great. Hey, Ken, thank you so much for joining me today. Everybody, obviously, you should check out what they're offering at all the Ambar and TTT and Buena Vida's, all the locations for DC Cocktail Week, but of course, for takeout or dine in anytime. Ken, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, for TTT uh, Clarendon, we are located at 2900 Wilson Boulevard. 
uh, in Clarendon, Arlington County. Uh, our Umbar location, Clarendon, right across the street, which is 2901 Wilson Boulevard. Uh, again, at the same um, Clarendon and Arlington County, we have uh, our flagship store, Umbar Capitol Hill, which is uh, 523 H Street Southeast, uh, Washington, D.C. And lastly, we have our TTT Silver Spring location, AD 407 Ramsey Avenue, Silver Spring, Maryland. Excellent. Cam, thanks so much for joining us on Industry Night. I hope DC Cocktail Week is super successful for you. Uh, this is Nikki Nellis, Industry Night on Real Fun DC. Did you know you can ask Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, turn on Real Fun DC and she'll do it for you. We'll be back in just a sec. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Thanks for listening to Real Fun DC. <sighs> Serving up thought for food. Now back to Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. And we're back. Uh, Industry Night on Real Fun DC. I almost said Foodie and the Beast. It happens every now and again. Um, so we are talking about DC Cocktail Week. This is the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington's annual program of a way of bringing cocktails, and food to your plate. Now, in pre-COVID time, you would go into a bar or restaurant around town and order up the dish and have a great time. You could still have a great time, but we're doing it totally different this year. Uh, not only are there to-go's, dine-in, dine-out, and cocktail kits, there's also a variety of virtual events. We've had incredible guests on the show so far. And up next, I have Daniel Kramer. He's the managing partner at Duke's Grocery, Duke's Counter, Goji Yogi, wait, Goji Yogi. <laughs> Yogi Yogi. Yogi uh, And uh, you also have a phone pop pop up, right? Yeah. Um, so as you've, as usual, you're on the point. You're correct. We have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, and as you alluded to earlier in the show, Nikki, um, you know, you have your pulse, your finger on the pulse, you know, better than anybody. These are challenging times, but one of the things that's really been impressive about what uh, my colleagues um, uh, in, in the restaurant community are doing is responding in the most creative ways. Uh, it's not just where they're serving, it's how they're serving, it's what they're serving. And you're seeing a lot of interesting um, presentations uh, that, that, you know, t from table side uh, to your, to, to bring home to curbside. So there's been a lot of different options. And uh, I think we can all agree that 2020, not the best year. Uh, but one of the silver linings is uh, the way that the restaurant community has responded to uh, the worst environment for our business, si literally since the Great Depression, and arguably worse. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's a silver lining, it's that, you know, we knew that the restaurant community could pull together, could respond in tough times. We just didn't know that the tough times would be this tough or this elongated. Or this long. I mean, I think what, you know, I had Kathy Hollinger on the show a couple weeks Maybe. ago. And one of the Love things that. we kind of discussed was um, prior to COVID in the beginning of January on this show, we were lamenting about how there's all these fabulous restaurants and there's no staff. There were no servers. There weren't enough cooks. Like every day my phone was blowing up. Like, who do you know? What do you know? Do you know this person? Should I hire them? Like people were really, we were, we were stretched. And then like in a heartbeat, it all came crashing down. And now 
we're in a very different place. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like the, um, the people in this city, and I mean, listen, it's a national problem and we could go that way, but I'm going to focus on DC. Like the hospitality industry in this city, uh, they're the best people ever. And everybody is trying to lend a helping hand, help each other out and save their staff and save their business and, and do what's best. And, and what happened in March and April and May was nothing short of, of spectacular of how people, you know, moved. And like every month, every week. It's a new, like, what are we doing now? How are we doing it? What's happening? So Daniel, how did you do that? I mean, you know, like you guys are known for those massive burgers and they're so delicious. Like, how did you guys Okay. Um, so, so just to be very clear, the proper burger is still the best burger in DC. I'm biased, but you know, and that's still yeah. on the menu always. It's really, really um, <laughs> So that, that, you know, the core operations and menu at both Duke's Grocery locations and DuPont and Foggy Bottom, plus the Duke's counter uh, across from the zoo and Willie Park have not changed. The menu has expanded and, and continues to vary seasonally. The staples are still the staples, um, but chain and, and pretty much every restaurateur you would talk to would tell you the same thing. We've also had to pivot from a, a dine-in experience, majority dine-in with some takeout to now a majority takeout business with some dine in. Well, and if you're out business that are small. I mean right. DuPont is compact. Uh, I call it cozy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but you're right. You and um, it, and you know a place it, it you know you might think on the outside, oh you just do the food to go presto. Right. Uh, unfortunately it's an entirely different uh, MO and um, Pivoting to that uh, requires a, a whole new set of infrastructure, uh, supplies, training, et cetera. And speaking of a whole new set of infrastructure, um, and Khan uh, at Ambar referenced this earlier, same goes for um, heating and seating outside. The cost uh, of that. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, let's just put up a tent. Um, have you looked at the price of tents? And it goes from there, the heaters, the power supply. Uh, the, uh, the propane, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that we did, you asked about the pivot, um, is, and it's going to happen again for Thanksgiving, but uh, in early COVID, spring COVID, we'll call it, you know, that was Passover and Easter, yeah. um, followed shortly thereafter by Ramadan. So those are holidays that people usually travel and spend with family, no travel, no family this year. So we had a, a very successful run of doing Passover Seder meals and then Easter brunch and then Ramadan dinners that were halal certified um, so that uh, covered the main religions, but, all, but more to the point, uh, pivoted to give people a way to be together with family and friends or to just enjoy their favorite holiday foods that you know a lot of people don't have experience making themselves at home because it was always mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or uncle, whoever, who was just, you know, who made that meal. Right. Um, and well, so we're going to be doing that again. On top of that, if you go from like Passover, because I'm Jewish as a great example, right? Passover yeah. is a thousand courses. So it doesn't matter if you're cooking for two or 20, you're yeah. still making all that stuff. So having, having that help is, is important. And it sort of takes out the sting a little bit of, 
how upsetting it all is, right? It's a little upsetting. Uh, it's a, I, I, you're being charitable. It's a lot upsetting this year. And, you know, from canceled travel plans to not being able to, to hug your relatives and see your, your family. Um, and I think we're going to see that again in Thanksgiving. Um, uh, we're going to be doing a, 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 you know, a turkey dinner. Uh, and of course, it's going to be, um, you know, have all the fixings and sides. So we're going to be getting that going Can here in a little bit. Send me all that info so I have it on the website, please. Yes, ma'am. I will do that. Uh, and then we've also, uh, yeah. you know, you mentioned the pop-up. Uh, so uh, our staff, and, and me too, is obsessed with FOP. Um, and in a, in a similar way to the inspiration for starting Gogi Yogi, the Korean barbecue, mm -hmm. um, which is in Shaw, the, the, it, the, the, the light bulb was, why do I have to go to Northern Virginia to get FOP, uh, to get a uh, Korean barbecue? Right. And when I'm you know, in Foggy Bottom, it's like, why do I have to go somewhere to get fought when I have a kitchen here um, that's used to serving, you know, uh, for 175 capacity guests at lunch where you can't even get in, to now, um, you know, you can get in for lunch. <laughs> um, so we have some excess kitchen capacity and it's just like a, like a little light bulb. I was like, wait a minute. And, and, and I, had a, I had a friend, a Vietnamese friend who was talking about, he's like, my mom, you know, my mom makes the best fall you've ever had. Of course, I'm sure a lot of people say that. Uh, his mom does make amazing fall. Had it, and I and he's like, "Oh, give me the recipe." And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll take it. Thank you. Yeah, good idea." Um, and it just went from there, and um, it's been, you know, as a comfort food, as a takeout food, um, it works really well uh, to the point that uh, we're actually looking at a permanent location. I mean, I've got to be honest, I want pho for breakfast. Like, that's my, oh, yeah. especially in the winter, like, that's what I eat in the morning. I'll have it, hottest day of the summer, I don't care. I mean, pho. It. We eat it a lot in this yeah. house. I mean, we're in Maryland, so we have access to it, but, yeah. you know, I'm totally with you. Okay, tell me about DC Cocktail Week. We've got about two minutes. Tell me what I'm, you guys are doing. So, at, can I we're doing. Say, can I just say to you, Daniel, yeah. I'm interested that you participate in these kind of promotions. Do you know what I mean? Like, tell me more. Huh? You much tell me more. Drum. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I love that you're participating in, it, and I think it speaks volumes about the community how all these different restaurants participate. Well, first of all, uh, the Restaurant Association and Kathy and her team have been um, incredible, standing in this. Um, it is a community. It is a small universe of uh, operators. Busters, bartenders, servers, managers, assistant managers, sommeliers, bar managers, etc. We all understand that we're in this together. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's something going on like uh, restaurant week or cocktail week now, uh, in the past, we did not do those things. Um, that was a mistake. We have fixed the mistake. Uh, we are on board now and we always will be. Um, speaking of now, yes. cocktail week. Um, at all of the locations, uh, we're featuring uh, hot cocktails. Uh, we have, you know, it is getting colder. Last week was a little silly. It is getting colder. So we have a BPSL, that's bourbon pumpkin spice latte. So it's a little nod, nod to a relatively famous coffee chain that you see at every street corner, except <laughs> bourbon. Um, and it's you have a, like a heavy cream float on top of that. That's featured at both Duke's grocery locations. Duke's and DuPont has the proper burger. 
Dukes and Foggy Bottom has a Wagyu burger, which is with a bacon, uh, onion, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon jam, which is addictive. I just eat the bacon jam with a spoon. I mean, um, which I, I think that's understandable. Yeah. I think your listeners would, would get that. Um, at Duke's Counter by the Zoo, we have the proper burger with a chai toddy. So spin on a hot toddy, but we're using chai tea. So it's a little bit more robust. And then at um, Gogi Yogi Korean Barbecue, we're doing a ginseng hot toddy with a Korean ginseng tea. Um, and plus the bibimbap, the classic, because that's good. That's our probably most, that is our most popular to-go item. So if people want it to go. And it's also a complete meal right there if you don't have time to sit at the KBBQ tables. So we're going warm uh, for a cocktail week as we get into the season. I think that makes sense. Daniel, thanks so much for joining me today. I feel like you and I could always talk forever. Um, tell me um, where we can find you guys just very quickly. Okay. Yeah, Gogi Yogi is in the heart of Shaw at 8th and Florida. That's our Korean barbecue. Duke's Counter is at Woodley Park, 3000 Connecticut Avenue Northwest. Duke's Grocery has locations on 17th Street in DuPont and at 2000 Pennsylvania Avenue in Foggy Bottom, halfway between the White House and the hospital. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be safe. Up Thank next, you. we're going to talk with Miguel Meruyama from Pisco Yanaska. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Real fun DC. Now back to Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. And we're back on Industry Night with me, Nikki Nellis. We are talking DC Cocktail Week. Well, actually we're talking more than DC Cocktail Week. We're talking about the status sort of of the restaurant industry at this time. You cannot have somebody from the restaurant world in and not talk about what's going on out there. Every day the pandemic changes how these um, restaurants are working. And as you've heard from Dwayne and you heard from Ken and you heard from Daniel, everybody is doing everything they can to keep afloat. And it's up to us, the eaters, the diners, the drinkers, to help out any way we can by keeping ourselves safe, obviously, and participating in ways that make you feel comfortable. So RAMW's DC Cocktail Week is in effect. And with me is uh, Miguel Mayurama, uh, he's the bar manager at Pisco Inasca. Um, Miguel, tell us about Pisco Inasca. I mean, I don't, it's, it's newer to the DC area. So let's hear about the concept. Okay, Nikki. Uh, Nikki. So um, Pisco Inasca is actually um, a Peruvian gastro bar. The same Pisco Inasca is actually kind of a fun uh, way to describe the two towns in Peru, which is Pisco and Nazca. So I'm actually Peruvian Japanese. So this saying is uh, very familiar. And oh, it wow. basically stands, yeah, yeah. It stands for basically these two towns are separated. So you're not sober, but you're not drunk. Okay. So you're in between Pisco and Nazca. So it's kind of a fun libation. You know, everyone's having a good time. Uh -huh. We're not, you know, no one's too sober, no one's too drunk. You know, we keep it, everything balanced, make sure everyone's having a great time. Um, it's a good, a good balance between traditional Peruvian food. So in the past, before COVID, of course, we've had our chefs travel to Peru. Anytime we have, every year we have one annual trip where our chefs go to the best eateries in, in Lima, Peru, and they go and they try all the traditional 
they try the best hot spots in Peru and then they come back to South Florida and Miami and then that's kind of where we get creative and where we kind of make our menu and create it so that it's fun it's kind of fusion contemporary but we st we try to stick to the roots um it's very difficult to very kind of get away from traditional because whenever when someone comes to a peruvian restaurant they traditionally want they want to have the root what they've had in peru so for us it's that's the challenge is to keep things fun um but at the same time not steer away too much from the foundation so for people who haven't had the chance to try traditional Peruvian cuisine, what are some of the things that are sort of highlighted in Pisco and Nazca? What are, what are some of the dishes that you would recommend or that make sense for uh, a, new, a newcomer? So you definitely cannot leave our ceviche gastro bar without trying ceviche. That's mm -hmm. a no brainer. So okay. that for me, the star of the show is the ceviche. It's fresh, it's something light, something that you can you can never get enough of, to be honest. And um, we we take pride in having a traditional ceviche, and then we have a variation on the menu of different flavors, from passion fruit ceviche to the ceviche mixto, which has a rocoto pepper with a nice spice and fried calamari. Uh, I always recommend the first comers to come and try the ceviche sampler. So in that case, you'll have uh, three ceviches, and you get to try the traditional, or cremoso, which is a creamy scallop-based ceviche, and then you have the passion fruit. So it gives it a nice tropical balance. Uh, those are definitely the ceviche star of the show. And then you, there's also a lot of different traditional dishes like our lomo saltado, which mm. is a boiling pot of, it's a boiling pot of culture. You have a little bit of Japanese, a little bit of Asian, uh, Chinese. You have for sure Peruvian, a little bit of Italian. So it's basically a stir fry. We use tenderloin, toss it in the wok at high heat. So it gives it a nice smoky flavor. And it gets tossed in with vegetables such as onions, tomatoes. We have the ají amarillo, which, which is an indigenous pepper of Peru. gives it a nice, mild flavor. And it gets topped off with a bed of French fries. And then we have a side of arroz con choclo. So those are some of the must-haves. That sounds <laughs> delicious. So let me ask. I mean, so, you know, over the years, you know, uh, Chifa is Peruvian, right? It's Peruvian and Chinese. Isn't that a mix of cuisine? And it, yeah. so many immigrants that came to Peru, that's why there's so many different flavors, right? Yeah. Um, so now that you guys, now that we're here, um, before we get into DC Cocktail Week, tell me a little bit about like, can I get those ceviches at home if I choose to order in? How are you guys executing your dishes and outdoor dining? indoor dining and takeaway at this time? Like how can people get access in a way they feel comfortable? So we, we actually do uh, takeout. So if you don't feel comfortable yet going indoors, we not only have our regular menu for takeout, we're offering Pisco Sours to go. So it's a fun way to get home and have some Pisco Sours. Uh, with, we have the classic. Pisco, but with a Pisco Sour, there's all that, like the egg white on top, right? Yeah, so what we do is, is we make it interactive, we make it fun, and so we mix all the ingredients together, and then when you get home, that's when you'll put it in the blender yourself, and that way you make it at home. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a fun way to, to, you know, build a little party at home, and then you can show off and pretend to be a mixologist for a day. Um, apart from that, we also are doing, like, family plans and takeouts. Um, you can order, like, a meal for four to five people at a very, I think, a very approachable pricing. Um, as far as COVID, I mean, it has been very, very challenging. But for me, apart from 
I guess a lot of the people's mentality is survival, which is definitely has been our mindset. But we have not lost the, the sense of hospitality. And I think it's very important in these times to not become police officers because there's a, there's a, there's a fear of getting a fine and getting shut down. But in my opinion, I mean, we cannot, in the hardest times, we, can, we cannot stop giving back to our community. And I think our community has seen us adapt. They have seen us take um, the social distancing measures. We've, you know, the masks, the gloves, the, the fact that we're doing uh, contactless menus. So we have QR codes at the tables. That way you just scan and there's no... Wait, I lost... Tried our best. Hmm. Hello? Yeah, you went out. So we have... Okay, so, so from the QR code to the gloves to the mask to the sanitizing stations, we have really adapted. Um, it's, it's very another thing, too, when, when we had to, when we're only doing takeout, it gave, I think, in my opinion, gave us a chance to go back to that dishwasher area that we came from, to go back into that line and cook, learn how to prep everything up. So, in my opinion, it makes us better leaders now when we're back to dining and we have staff in the building. We're able to not only help them out, but they, at the same time, they can understand that we know how to do the job and that we can always help them improve in that area where before you lose sense of that. So I think it has, this has made us better leaders. I think it has gave us a really, really good uh, perception for our guests as far as sanitation. And it's a place where people, our guests can trust that they can come and get away from all the madness, get away from all, you know, the hospitality industry is a place where you come and forget about all your personal problems. And with COVID, it, that has become much more difficult because you have the social distancing. You don't have the smile because of the mask. So mm -hmm. we get creative in other ways and we just continue to have that genuine hospitality. Well, I think, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head about hospitality, right? We're, we're in the hospitality industry and the whole point is to be hospitable. It's just imagine, It's just about reimagining it a little bit. And to your point about, you know, sort of everybody taking out the trash, you know what I mean? Going back to basics, basics it's so important, you know, because sometimes as you climb up the ladder, you forget. So I always say the best bosses are the ones who take out the trash, right? Because this shows everybody that it's all important. Uh, let's talk about uh, DC Cocktail Week. We have about two minutes left. What are you all doing? What can we look forward to? So we're offering for dining. We have our seasonal. So every season we come up with uh, cocktails and new items for the menu. Um, this season we decided to go with a pineapple sour um, and a ceviche de la selva. So it's uh, in the Amazon in Peru, there's a lot of different flavors. One of them is sapote, which is kind of this, uh, it's hard to describe. And, you know, but it's, it has kind of like a fig-like, kind of flavor mm -hmm. so bigger like kind of like a fig like ceviche but not big if that makes any sense but <laughs> it is a very delicious it has a maduros planting maduros in there so it balances the sweetness of the of the citrusy the salt it just has a beautiful array of flavors um so we are offering for 18 dollars for you to dine in with a pisco sour and a ceviche de la selva Mm -hmm. um, if you don't feel safe coming indoors yet, we are doing a to-go special for either a chicha or passion sour for mm -hmm. the same 12-ounce 12 12 bottles that you make at home, plus a ceviche traditional or the cremoso, which I mentioned was that scallop-based ceviche. So you get to choose one-in-one, -one and it's a $30 special, which is awesome because mm -hmm. you get to have about two drinks and a ceviche. 
And uh, those are some of the few things that we're doing. We're also doing for, you know, men's health awareness. We always, we always do breast cancer awareness. And that's one of the things that highlights for most people. It's kind of like a no brainer, but the concept of Movember, we do a cocktail, whiskey cocktail in DC. It's the barrel age old fashioned. And for every sale, we do $1 that we donate to the men's health. So throughout this, we still have been able to be charitable and still stay with our communities and help out with important causes other than what we're experiencing right now. That's, um, again, it speaks to how amazing the hospitality industry is. They're always looking to give back in one way or another. And it's just so important. Miguel, just hold on one sec. I'm going to wrap up the show. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Uh, Miguel, tell everybody where they can find Pisco Inasca, please. Well, we're located in DuPont Circle, 1823 L Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C. Excellent. And I just want to thank you for joining us tonight during D.C. Cocktail Week. You've gotten to the 22nd to not just go to the places we talked to today, but there are over 75 restaurants and bars participating all around the DC metro area. You can of course go to the list, are you on it.com to find all of them, but you can also go to dc.cocktailweek.com as well, or rmw.com and find out all the information. So I wanna thank all my guests for joining me today. There's so, much to talk about and so many ways that you can support the restaurant industry. And um, it, I think hearing what my guests had to say today is important to listen to because there are ways that you can be supportive without spending a ton of money. So um, do your homework, go online, find out what people are doing, make yourself feel safe. Uh, again, you can always follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S. That's on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And this week, I will be covering Thanksgiving like it's going out of style because everybody in the D.C. metro area is doing something for it. And you better get your orders in soon. So thank you again for joining me on Industry Night. Everybody have a delicious week. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis. Thanks for listening to Real Fun D.C. 